0: All my fellow Damian Ball supporters, get in here. It's a big night for us. Let's talk about it. It's Locked On Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's locked on. If you subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube, excuse me. Also, wherever it is, you get your uh, podcast in the audio form. I am your host, Stephen Simcox. TCU takes down Texas, TCU basketball, that is. They take down the horn 75 to 73 on Wednesday night. I'm recording this late Wednesday evening. And uh, I tweeted this out. My Twitter handle is at Simcox Stephen. The show is at locked. Uh, Tweet at me or tweet at the show. I try to respond to those. Sometimes I'm not always great. But I feel like my my friend Gary uh, gets the worst of it. Sometimes I, I miss his or you don't see them um, in the moment. But anyway, I sent this out on Twitter before I started recording. Um, one one thing I said was big night for Damian Baugh. Big night for me as someone who has, you know, defended Damian ball for a while, has said this is one of my guys. I'm excited for him. Career night for him. But also, if I told you before the game, TCU playing ninth-ranked Texas at home, which is a plus, great environment tonight, great job by the student section. But if I said Mike Miles was going to go 0 for 12 from the floor, 0 of 8 from inside the arc, 0 of 4 from beyond the arc, one point because he split two free throws. If I said this to you as a TCU observer, fan, supporter before the game, What would your guess on the score be? I think you would have said even the most purple tinted glasses of you out there would have said, man, frogs probably lost, probably lost by a lot. My friend Harrison Graham, um, who works for chat sports, he said that he would have guessed they would have lost by double digits, 10 plus. And I mean, yeah, that's like, of course, if, if your best player, Mike Miles, who's been a great scorer all year, who you really struggled uh, to win games without when he was out with his knee injury. I mean, it it seems like easy math, but TCU hung in there, got a tough-minded win. And from a scoring standpoint, it was really on the backs of two guys. Damian Ball had a a fantastic night. Um, I believe it was 24 points. Yeah, twenty-four point seven of twelve shooting, two of three from three, and then Emmanuel Miller had twenty points and also had ten boards, and he was just the energy guy night. I mean, he was just all night long. You could tell this game meant a lot to him. I mean, he wanted this one, last home game of the season. He was going after it, and his energy and enthusiasm. Um, brought life to this group. He hit some mid-range jump shots. Was able to, um, you know, get some tough buckets on plays where it wasn't super smooth. Like loose ball, pick it up, get it done. And TC to their credit, you know, it, it is clunky at times in the half court. And still, like late in games, they they run, they play a lot of ISO ball. I don't think that's going to change. I mean, that just kind of seems to be how Jamie wants to do it. ISO these guards, whether it's ball, whether it's miles. It's not the most creative thing in the world, but uh, it was really their defense that helped them hold on because there were there were stretches in that game. They were by 13 early in the second half, and then Texas went on a 10-2 run, and it was over. I mean, it was over like five minutes of game time. TCU just could not find a way to get a bucket. Jacoby Coles finally, you know, took the lid off the rim by making a, making a basket, but it was the defense and the rebounding, I kept them in the game. It was almost like a throwback to last year, which is, I mean, that's traditionally how they won games last season was just with outstanding effort on that side of the ball. And for a Texas team that has multiple guards that can go get theirs, um, they held the horns to 39% shooting on the night, 36% from beyond the arc. Uh, Serge Jabari Rice had a good game. He had 16 points. Um, Tyrese Hunter chipped in 15 points, but overall – just did a fantastic job on this uh, on this Texas team, and found a way to get a win. And you know, I've said this going on two years now. Like I realize that that Damian can be frustrating at times; He turns the ball over. But he is such a great passer, just such a great distributor of the basketball. I think he's really coming to his own, doing that this year, being more of like a true point guard who can handle the ball. And there's not a there's not a lot of guys that can handle the ball. On this team, like there's not a long list of players that can handle pressure, you know, when they're dribbling and get up and up and down the floor and break the press like Damien can. Um, he sealed it with a great pass. It was it was close to going out of bounds, but Texas kept it close. You know, they cut they cut it to three with about a minute left um, and then they cut it to three again with nine seconds left after Damien hit two big free throws and ball got the ball in the inbounds was able to kind of keep the ball in bounds and then shovel it ahead to Emmanuel Miller, who dunked to put an exclamation point on that one. But um, Chuck O'Bannon had a big offensive rebound after Mike Miles missed a, a layup that would have given them a five point lead in the last minute of that game. He also hit a big three that sort of stemmed the tide a little bit because it was during one of those stretches where TCU really struggled offensively. But, I mean, you saw like you saw the reason why so many people have been high on this team at different points tonight, because the defense was clicking. Um, you know, they they had different guys contributing. And it, I think it's significant. Mike being on the floor is a big deal because regardless of how well he plays or what his scoring output is, he just commands attention. I mean, he's just one of those guys that the defense is going to harass him and send multiple people to him, which opens up opportunities for everyone else. However, um, the fact that he didn't shoot the ball well and they were able to get a victory against the top 10 team is a big deal in my mind. And uh, Jacoby Coles not didn't continue his hot streak like he had the past few games, uh, but still had eight points off the bench on four of seven shooting. I just like what he brings as kind of instant offense, somebody who can – settle things down on that side of the floor um, when they go cold. And the bigs, I, I thought the big guys played with a lot of energy. I talked about Emmanuel Miller, but also, uh, you know, Cork gave them good minutes. Savior Cork, Eddie Lampkin, I think, gave them good minutes. And they were mixing and matching more than they typically do. I, I think I think Jamie's kind of buying into this, you know, small lineup at times uh, with Jacoby and Emmanuel out there as the big men. It, it it just sort of throws uh, teams off, but a really great start to this game, led by 12 at halftime, um, and then TC was just able to hold on towards the end. After kind of a clunky second half, uh, we're dealing with some issues on offense. We're dealing with, you know, a, a game that was called really tightly. I mean, both teams were in the double. Both teams were in the bonus about seven minutes left. Texas was in the double bonus with seven minutes left. Um, but still held them to 73 points, which is super impressive. The Frogs get a win, Court storm the whole thing, outstanding. They get a victory. They're now nine and eight in Big 12 play. Have a chance to finish ten and eight with a victory over Oklahoma, which would give them a really really solid tournament resume. I think you could be talking about, you know, a five seed, maybe a four seed if you go on to run in the Big 12 tournament. We'll see how it plays out. When we come back, we're going to discuss. Um, our, our TCU football top 10 list, I had some responses for you guys about that uh, number 10 game and will reveal what game we'll be talking about next on Friday, game number nine. We'll do all that next. Before we do that, though, I do want to mention one of our sponsors, uh, FanDuel. Thank you to FanDuel, for sponsoring the Locked On Network. And so many of you, I mean, you obsess about sports. You're probably thinking about this TCU Texas basketball game throughout a lot of your day like I was. Um, and maybe, maybe you're thinking about the Mavericks. Maybe you're thinking, why did why did we go get Kyrie if this team is one in five with him and Luke on the floor? This is not working out. Had a horrible loss to the Pacers last night. And you just feel like you have all this knowledge in your brain and you want to find a way to hone it, to use it. Why don't you download the FanDuel app? It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything from the money line to points scored in the NBA and threes drained. Um, Major League Baseball is coming soon. There's so many opportunities and so many games to bet on. You can bet on you know, just the, the point spread, the money line, or you can get really specific with some of those prop bets. Plus FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. And don't miss this uh, offer going on right now, this great chance for a no-sweat-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that web address is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, talking some uh, TCU athletics here. And on, I guess it was, was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday, one of those days, I started uh, a series that I'm going to be doing over the next few weeks, which is the top 10 games of the 2023 TCU football season. And I revealed what game made the list at number 10, and it was the win on the road against SMU. Final score was 42-34. Frog moved to 3-0 and after getting that victory in late September. And I said it came down to that in Iowa State because some games got left out. I mean, they played 15 games. I had to leave some games out. And so I put that podcast up earlier this week, had a few people chime in, wanted to share some of those thoughts. Uh, I asked people, I was like, what was your, because part of the reason I put SMU at 10 was there was some juice for that game. I mean, the the media, of course, was super interested in that narrative of Sonny Dykes coming back to Dallas. The SMU fans were not happy with him. They didn't like him. What was that atmosphere going to be like? And William Royal said SMU game was fun. It was super hot that day. I was wearing my, I was wearing my it's always sunny in Fort Worth shirt, which SMU fans loved line for food and drinks took over an hour (laughs) Walking into the stadium, we got the win, and I went to Pluckers after the game. Great day. Good for you, William. He said, upon reflection, at the time I didn't feel like it was a turning point. I think OU was a major turning point in the season. SMU still felt like a we should win this type of game. I was still worried about the defense and QJ's lack of production at that point. I remember being reading this, the, the game where I realized Kendra and Amari were a great one-two punch. Yeah, a lot of good reflections there. So I was also pretty panicked. Uh, panic might be a long word I was starting to get concerned about Quentin Johnston not being super involved in the offense after he had another quiet day against SMU that week but he obviously turned things around and had a huge season moving forward the defense struggled uh, at times in that game especially on third down and fourth down and those third and long situations uh, didn't have their best effort which was another aspect of that game that we came away thinking man that's That's a rough scene. Max Duggan, I I think, really started to put some distance between him and Chandler Morris as far as when Chandler got healthy, who is the starter going to be. And, yeah, I I didn't come away from that game thinking it was a turning point either. I thought it was significant from the aspect of, okay, you hadn't beaten them in a few years. That was a good sort of monkey to eat off your back, just an opportunity to say, all right, we are still the premier program in the Metroplex. Uh, But, yes, OU is going to make an appearance on this list at some point and that was I, I think that was the game that even though oklahoma didn't finish the season with a great record that was the game everybody looked at and said oh that's interesting maybe tcu is not just a fun upstart team that's going to win seven games in year one of the St. dykes era maybe there's more going on here and we all know the answer is that obviously it was um, jacob langford said i think smu was more important both for Sonny and max iowa state was great though not stressful and a great way to end the regular season. Hard to say between those two games. SMU Iowa State. I think it also meant something for Max. Jacob, you know, one one funny thing about that is Max Duggan. I follow him on Instagram. I don't actually think I follow him on Twitter because he doesn't tweet a whole lot. But he doesn't post much in general, which is fine. It's probably really smart and wise of him and shows his good leadership skills that he doesn't spend a ton of time on social media. But he's he, I mean he's the type of person that will share the occasional story. Um, especially about his teammates. And he doesn't post a lot about himself or anything really, but I do remember him putting up a series of pictures on Instagram after that win against SMU with the caption, like, Fort Worth or nowhere. And it was just – it was kind of jarring to me because I was like, oh, Max like Max posted about winning that game. That must have – you know, that must have meant something to him. And I feel like it did. I feel like – I'm sure it meant something to Sonny too, um, just the fact that he – was able to avoid, you know, hearing about losing to them for 365 days was a big deal. But, yeah, it did seem like, I mean, that was one of the few teams that Max hadn't beaten in his career. So um, it was good for him to check that box. And I would imagine he was super excited that he got the job done. And then Tanner McKinney said the best two games were the Michigan game and Oklahoma State game. Oklahoma State game was so suspenseful in the Michigan game, they played like a true team. Yeah, I mean, those two are going to make an appearance for sure. I think Oklahoma State will be lower than most people think. And, I mean, in most years, Oklahoma State game would be number one or number two. But uh, it was just they had so many nail biters. And some later on in the season that I guess just as far as the stakes and what it meant for the, the team and the program. I mean, the number nine game that we're going to talk about Friday is Colorado, the season opener. That win, kind of a, an ugly game, but they found a way to get it done, will be a distinctly with Coach Prime on the sidelines this season, and I'm stoked to see uh, what happens there. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. This is Lockdown Horned Frogs. All right, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Tomorrow we'll have Alex Frank with us, one of our fan contributors. Uh, I think Tommy Fisher is going to join the show next week. I've had a good run. Greg Thompson also reached out to me. He's another fan that wanted to come on the show, and I did record something for him. Unfortunately, the audio was messed up. We're going to find a way to get Greg on next week. Uh, so we'll talk some TCU basketball tomorrow. We'll also talk about the combine starts, like all the events start tomorrow, the testing and all those things. And so we'll keep an eye on how the TCU guys do and uh, what their draft prospects are. So that's all coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked on Horn Frogs. Uh, I guess it will be the second episode because this is probably, most of you are probably listening to this on Thursday. Anyway, whatever you're listening or watching, thanks so much. And goodbye, good night, good morning. Whatever it is, whatever time zone or time frame you're in at the moment. Thank you for making Lockdown Horn for.